get with the programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grundler. Wolverine. And this is our 2021 Mount Rush Moments episode, our final episode of the year, our top four moments, memories, and stories of the 2021 CrossFit season. Bill, what a year. Dude. What a year. Like so, it, that was a, it's very difficult to come up with four choices. <laughs> Only four choices. I was like, okay, so of these 10, I have to find four. Dude, 10? I, I, like, I was like, okay, what were the, what, how, where am I pulling these from now? Are we pulling them from just, how we felt, how the year was. They're yours. Yeah, they're yours, the dude. Games, yeah, so they're yours. Things. Yeah, so there's no things. rules. There's no rules. Whatever we want to do. I like that. Whatever you want to do. And you know what? Before we get to that, one thing I always want to do, and that's put some Bubs Naturals in my morning uh. coffee. That MCT oil powder, that collagen protein, those apple cider vinegar gummies. Man, there is nothing that makes my morning better than Bubs Naturals in my coffee and the best part is that it's good for you it actually is good for you you've got the mct oil powder it's good for memory retention it wakes you up it keeps you satiated throughout the morning it's your good little you know get rid of those morning hunger pains then you have the collagen protein that just makes my elbows knees and shoulders feel so much better not to mention my hair is getting thicker not to mention my skin's looking better (laughs) and i gotta cut my nails every freaking two days that part, <laughs> that part's great, but it's also annoying. <laughs> but you guys want well, to get on that bubs train? And minuses, right? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a pro, but it's like it's like, damn it, why are you making me so much like more healthy <laughs> that I have to start manicuring my my fingers and you know getting a haircut, dude? My hair grows so effing fast now. Oh man, you got that sweet beard going on right now. Yeah, it is that. That's a that's a that. Bubs Naturals thick red you, you got gray. a bub beard going on yeah it looks like i spilled some uh, mct oil powder in my beard that's <laughs> that's just <laughs> that's that's just the gray if you guys want to get on that mct oil collagen protein train with us go to bubsnaturals.com and use the code get with 20 for 20 percent off every order every single time and if you want to feel better while you're shopping 10 percent of all proceeds that you attribute to that or contribute attribute oh yeah that might work too <laughs> goes to charity so you're not just doing something good for you you're doing something good for someone else and as we get ready for a new year make sure you go to element26.co get yourself some do yourself a favor we you guys should have done this for stocking stuffers it's not too late maybe you give yourself a 2022 present to your loved one or your coach or your athletes or your affiliate owner Give them some sweatbands, the best wrist sweatbands I have ever worn, the best thumb tape I have ever used. It's easy to go on, it stays on, but it's also easy to come off. You got hand grips, knee sleeves, weight belts, everything you need under the sun for your CrossFit accessory. Go to element26.co, use the code GETWITH15. Get with 15 for 15% off every U.S. order. And, man, that stuff goes a long way, and you can get it for a discount. So I say... Get on that train. And the last one is the open is approaching. And that means we need proof, Bill, proof of our performance. You got some wad proof of that video setup. That's right, guys. The open's coming. The quarterfinals are going to be coming. We're already starting to see a lot of online competitions that are happening. You have to make sure you have the right video proof. So get the wad proof app. So you can make sure you can have that. But that's not what they're all about. That is just the mer- the bare surface of what their company is all about. And their whole thing is they want you to be a better athlete, a better coach, um, a better competitor. And the way you do that is by hopping on their pro pack. 
ProPack has all kinds of 12-week programs listed that once you pay $9.99 a month, you can have access to all of that. So whether it's gymnastics, whether it's weightlifting, whether it's being a master's athlete, whether it is rowing, whether it is needing uh, an improved engine, whether it is improving any of that, you can hop on there and get access to those 12-week programs um, and fill and shore those holes before the open gets here. And you can use our get with code, and that's get with, and you can get 20% off a three-month subscription to that, which breaks it down to only about $6 or so. And who can't get better for $6 a month as we go into our open season? So hop on the Pro Pack, get the uh, Wadproof Go app, improve yourself, throw some thumb, ra- th- some thumb tape on your thumbs with the Element 26, slap some bubs down your throat, and you're going to start <laughs> off 2022 in awesome fashion for sure. Oh, that's great. Yeah, what a way to kick off 2022. Bubs in your cup, mm. Element 26 on your thumbs, yeah, and video that shit while you do it. Hey, how about that? <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, we are here to talk about our top four moments, memories, and stories of the 2021 CrossFit season. And... Bill, I'm really excited to play this music because I feel like we haven't played it in a while. And I'm, I, I, I'm not sure exactly where the button is. I should probably... You know what? I don't know why I don't put labels on this shit because I've pressed the button so many wrong times before. Too, too easy. Like, that, that, then we wouldn't have stuff to talk about. That's true. I, I wouldn't show my ineptitude as, <laughs> as a board operator for the show, but I'm excited to see what your top four are. I'm excited to share my top four, and I'm excited to hear other people's top moments, memories, and stories of the CrossFit Games because we are live on YouTube as we record this. So we're going to get some fan interaction as we do this. And I think one of those New Year's resolutions for 2022 is jumping live on YouTube more, interact with people more, be a part of the show. This is a community-driven show to begin with. So might as well do it with the community. All right. So without further ado, our 2021 Mount Rush Moments. Oh, it's good to have that music back. I gotta buy one of those slide whistles. It's good. <laughs> we keep saying that. Somewhere. I feel like one time we should uh, we should gift that to each other <laughs> and see if we can figure out how to play it because that would be. Um, that, that would, would be, be cool. the, the fun part. So, all right. Um, since we haven't done it in a while, uh, who do you want to go first? Huh? Who wants to take uh, the lead? Do you want to take the lead? I'll take the lead on it. All right, you take the lead. What is your first Mount Rush moment? All right. So, um, I, I think... You know, we we talked about there weren't any rules, obviously, mm. um, but we're talking about the CrossFit game season, right? We're talking, are we just yeah. talking the whole year? I mean, it can be whole year. Like I said, this it's the 2021 season. If you want to make it okay. about the games, if you want to do something specifically for CrossFit, um, okay, I mean, it's okay. it's really I mean, up to I, you. I, I kind of knew where I was going. I just want to make sure we're in the right place. Yeah. Uh, my first thing was this: is uh, the invention of and the distribution of the quarterfinals. Oh, you son of a gun. That was okay. Yeah. This might be a short episode because that's one of mine as well. Well, I mean, uh, you, you got to look at what it is. It was, and we talked about this before how it really, okay. When the regionals was taken away, 
there was a large number of athletes. Um, those athletes that were like, you know, anywhere from like 20 to 120 uh, at each of those regionals that were felt like that was their that was their competition. That was their games. Now, the athletes behind them were like, yeah, I'm in this and I'm doing pretty well. But, eh, you know, that's just yeah, I can't make it there. I can't make it there. Um, and that disappeared. I mean, with the, the sanctionals and everything like that, like it, it ended up being where you had to be a top five athlete really to to kind of play the game um, at all. And with the with the open coming back where it was supposed to be and changing the rules a little bit to where you allowed the 10 percent, the top 10 percent to move to that next step. Um, you know, we talked about how great that, that was for the individual affiliates and the the cheering and the the camaraderie that, that could happen during that time as you had these athletes who just thought they were decent in the gym mm -hmm. that actually got to go and now instead of everybody doing the open and everybody you know you had your one judge that was cheering you on and maybe two other people but everyone's going at the same time yeah to now you have 15 people watching you and everybody's cheering and everyone's getting fired up so i think that was huge um and it really I think, I, I mean, and, and we could talk about issues in the quarterfinals, but I think as a whole, that was such an amazing thing to give uh, to the affiliates as a community, but then also as a uh, a qualifying step mm -hmm. into the semifinals. It was, I think that it's perfect to go from 10%, which is a, a big group of people yes. that all get to play. Um, and you don't lose the shuffle or you get that extra the extra shifting cup to get the right people into the semifinals. So I thought that was awesome. I was so stoked on that. That's that's one of mine as well. Again, these are in no particular order, but I had written down the quarterfinals. I think uh, for the for the game season going forward, uh, obviously the shortening of the Open was pretty sweet, but to have that quarterfinal set up, I wasn't sure how it was going to go until it actually went down. And I was like, yeah. okay. More people get to play, another layer of competition. Part of me was like, oh, I got to do some more online competition. <laughs> yeah. Was the Open really shorter, but it's really extended? But uh, <laughs> once I didn't really know how much I was going to enjoy it until I was in it. And I'm with yeah. you. It's like, it was such a cool, fun step for the affiliate. Because it really was outside of the realm of, you know, the top 1% or not even that, right? If you're in the United States, it was, or North America, it was 120 athletes of the 10,000 that were qualifying, basically. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I guess this year was like 7,000. I don't even know what the percentage is. I can't do it off the top of my head. But to have that added in there, so point, oh, let's just say 0.1% or 1%, whatever. 0.1. Not a lot. Right, <laughs> right, right. Math is hard. Um, I need to drink more coffee. But... Um, <laughs> To have that make it very accessible for, you know, regionals was still for like elite athletes. One, like up until like once the last year regionals in 2018, like if you qualified for regionals, you were you were borderline elite, right? You were yeah. you were you had a chance at the games, or you were hands down head and shoulders above anybody in your gym that was just an average CrossFitter. And now at the quarterfinals, it allows those that are your staple, say, Rx athletes in your programmed um, workouts in your affiliate 
have a legitimate chance to qualifying. One of our members was like, he he qualified inside like the last ten spots. Ooh. And he was stoked. And I was stoked for yeah. him. It was really cool. So it added another layer of competition that added more, I would say, prestige for more people. Because that's a big deal. Like b- before, like regionals was, after like 2012, 2013, like regionals was not possible to make unless, like I said, you were one of the best in the world. And that was yeah. just to make regionals. And now yeah. that you have this step, I think it made it really fun for the affiliates because the open, the open is fun. The open is the open. It's it's obviously a little bit lower of a bar of entry to do it, but to have the quarterfinals there, it just was so much more fun than I thought it was going to be. And I can't wait to it to be more fun if there may be different programming, programming. <laughs> <laughs> than there was than there was last was year. Gonna- you know. I was going to see if we were able to actually stay away from that as much as possible, but yeah, yeah I, I think you're right, man. And not even, not even the fact that it allowed more people to play, mm-hmm. but now you had these athletes that will RX in their gym. Maybe mm-hmm. they're local, you know, decent local competitors at local competitions or whatever, but now all of a sudden now it matters and watching these athletes that don't normally have the, the competition pressure or it's like, Oh man, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm, I'm stepping into, you know, they're no, they're no longer the big fish in a really little pond. Right. They're a very medium sized fish in a, <laughs> in a very, in a very big pond, you know? Yeah. And, and just that change makes everybody nervous. So it, it was really interesting to watch people that we've had in our gym that qualified into that that went from being like, everyone's chasing them to now all of a sudden their eyes get real big. And it's like it's their first week in CrossFit all over again mm-hmm. because now they're not battling up the normal people that they beat on a regular basis or beating other people that it's like, I'm in, a, I'm in, a, in the, in this pool yeah. in the world. Right. And you don't really, I mean, I think we've done the open now so many times that we don't really think about that anymore. No, we're just like, okay, you know, I there's s- a leaderboard. It's like, I'm just on the leaderboard, yeah. whatever. I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be 35,000th. So whatever. But now all of a sudden it's like, Ooh top one 1000 or top 4000 or whatever the whatever yeah. the number might be uh i just thought it was awesome it ramped it up for everyone and yeah. in a very positive way now again if we can get to where we're not doing nine gazillion <laughs> then it'll be awesome um, i think the, really the, cool. the big separator there is because obviously the open is still a competition that we all sign up for and compete with but we sign up for the open right we pay to play yeah for the quarterfinals I think the biggest difference for people is, is aside from the programming and it being like truncated into three days and six workouts or five workouts. I remember, I can't remember how many there were, but you qualified for this. So yeah. I think when you qualify for something, it adds a little bit more pressure and prestige to that. So I think that was a big part of maybe people getting nervous because in the open, it's like they're pretty basic events. Like they can be challenging for most, depending if it's yeah. an intensity challenge or a difficulty skill weight challenge. But when you qualify for something, it does add a different element to the competition that which you're doing. So I think uh, I really love that. I really did. And I think, you know, we won't dive into the program. We've done enough of that. But yeah, I think what would be cool is maybe they'll hopefully they, they see that you actually didn't have to make it too challenging 
to get the next people there because think like the open used to get people to regionals, which is now the modern day semifinals. And those workouts weren't that shit crazy. They weren't too heavy. They weren't too much volume. And, uh, spamming the comments. (laughs) What is this? Jason spamming the comments Briggs running with Danielle Brandon. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's a great one. We'll bring that one. So Travis's first mountain rush moments. Or sorry, Jason Watkins is. Oh, is this Tyler? Taylor? Fuck! I keep Tyler. <laughs> is this Tyler? Taylor? <laughs> Jason? What's up, dude? Span it. Briggs running with Daniel Brandon at the CrossFit Games. That was sweet. Yeah. That was a good moment. I like that one. That was a good moment. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as the programming is like, it. I think in the first year they really didn't know what it was supposed to look like. Or how hard it needed to be to get people to semifinals. And I think somewhere in between what they did last year and what general open programming was in the previous years, I think it would be perfect. Totally. I think it would be perfect. Yeah. And, and, and again, like, you know, the last, the last time we talked about this in one of the shows, I, I think that I'm willing to give as much, as much, uh, quote unquote, discussion as we had on what the programming was. Like, I am. 100% willing to give all kinds of grace because it was the first time and we didn't know what it was supposed to look like. So, I mean, some of the, some of the events were great. Other ones were not. And I think it will just get better than that. But with that, regardless of that, it was one of the best things that we have had for our, um, it, it was one of the best things next to what the open was for the affiliates. Oh yeah, and letting that in, you know what I mean, hands down. So, so is that your number two then? No, that was my my number what? So is that your number one? As no, well? no, so no. That was two? uh, that was uh, Mr. Watkins. No, no, I'm talking about yours. Oh no, that did that was. Both, did we both do the the? Yeah, we both agreed. Like, you, I'm not okay. changing mine. I'm I'm agreeing with you. That was my number one as well. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I'm right. moving on to number two already. Look at that. Mount Rushmore at number two. I guess you're leading it off again because I <laughs> followed up with uh, agreeing <laughs> with you. Um, mine was um, not necessarily an individual moment like, you know, what um, what I was talking about with the Sam and, and Danielle thing. But uh, this year seemed very different. We've always had like young athletes coming in and kind of like everyone going, Ooh, here's a young person. Here's a young person. Mm. And on the guy's side, there was definitely some younger athletes. I mean, you know, with Justin Medeiros in there and Guy in there and some of the other athletes that were in there, but on the women's side, when we have Tia that's had such a massive career and has left such a massive eclipse over, over all the women that are in there. Um, you know, and whether she's going to do this event or uh, this year, this year, and then you know, continue past that or whatever she's going to do, the fact that we had three women that are under eighteen oh. that made it through: uh, Emma Carey, Mal O'Brien, Emma Lawson. Those dude, Emma Lawson. three girls, dude, like <laughs> as an older athlete, I was always. You know, you always get kind of the, you know, how can you do what you're doing at the age that you are? You just kind of do what you do and whatever. I mean, there's always been that. You always see these young people kind of coming in. Um, but, it, like, I have never seen anybody come in like this. And it's not one person. It's not like it's Haley Adams came in where they're like, okay, well, she's going to be decent. 
Yeah. Like these girls came in and smashed the door down. Emma Carey, second <laughs> yeah. in the open. Mal O'Brien, fifth in the open. Emma Lawson, 15th in the open. 17, 17, and 16. Then you have fourth in the quarterfinals for Emma. You have third uh, for Mal O'Brien in the quarterfinals. You have Emma as 24th in the quarterfinals. Then you have Emma or uh, Mal O'Brien, seventh at the games. Emma is um, Emma Carey, 16th at the games. And Emma Lawson's missed it by by getting ninth at the at the Atlas Games. But then she goes like, and wins her division. I mean, I'm not yeah. surprised about that, but <laughs> totally. I mean, like that, like that. You talk about you know with Justin and the 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 what's coming up for our sport. Like these girls are gonna be in here a long Dude. time. It and feels that to like me is uh, it's just unreal. That that foundation is just unreal. Yeah. It feels like it's coming like in a huge tidal wave tsunami. Yeah. Where before we're like, oh, Haley made it. Look, guys, one of the teenagers finally made it to the individual competition. Yeah. And then she's good. And then the next year or two years, and maybe after, it's like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, we may see three or four athletes, female athletes competing at the CrossFit Games legitimately competing at the CrossFit Games next year under the age of 18. Totally. I mean, you know, you look at like Haley Adams, you look at Gabby Magala, you look at Gee. Um, those athletes were all in the teen division mm -hmm. and made a name for themselves in the team in the teen division, you know? Um, I mean, for the most part, these guys just skipped it. Right. Like, nah. You know, it's like teen I'm division. Eh, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to oh. go. I'm going to go line up next to next to Tia and beat her in a wall walking event. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, what the heck, man? Yeah. That I just think that like that was such an um one unbelievable just in the fact of the age thing and all that. But um two the other thing is that I think it really sets a very cool um statement out there for young women mm -hmm. that hey guess what? You're allowed to be strong. You're allowed to be fast. You're allowed to be competitive. Amen. You're allowed to be aggressive. I mean, I have two daughters, and I love seeing that stuff, dude. Um, same. I mean, I, mean I got I, one, but she's not. She's not even two. But like, she's already <laughs> like, yeah. I'm I mean, so screwed. I, I I'm a I am a athletic old school male, and I'm all about like be tough and be a gentleman, and you know, mm -hmm. be uh uh competitive. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that for girls that want to do that too. Cause you Absolutely can still not. be a girl and still kick ass. And that's what these three women are doing. I, yeah, dude. I think it's, a, it's an awesome foundation for, for, for our sport. And then just for, you know, girls in general. Yeah. I think girls in general is huge, right? Like the sport's yeah. cool, but like to, sh to see that from such a young demographic is huge, especially in this day and age. And I might get off topic a little bit, but you did inspire me because I, I have a daughter as well. Yeah. But the, in, I don't want to sound like this old man, but like in this day and age with social media and the social pressures of, of being like liked and popular virtually yeah. and the amount of like teenage depression and things like that and body image issues and all that other stuff that they have to deal with because of, I think a lot of their inability to get out into the real world. Yeah. Like they live on social media and they let a number of like likes or a not a number of likes like dictate who they are as people and their worth is as an individual. And I think seeing the empowerment that these young girls are already 
doing for themselves can be huge just for the girls in general, like you said. Yeah, totally. Um, all right. Who is this? Uh, let's see. Fabrice, you're number two. Casho's classic open announcement for 21.4. I thought you were going to say Casho's classic flub for 21.4. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember this, but, uh, you know, Dave will post a lot on social media, you know, on his stories about what's coming up and what he's doing and the open announcements. And he actually messed up because he took a picture of the wall and it had 21.3 and 21.4 written on the wall that he didn't see and totally gave it away on accident, (laughs) which is funny because when we're on set for doing these things, like they tell us like, you absolutely do not get your phone out and take pictures and post anything ever, ever. Like, just don't do it. Like, well, what if I posted the the rig? Like everybody knows it's the same rig. I was like, no, nothing. Or Dave will kill you. And yeah, Dave's the one that meant shoes for that. And Dave's the one that 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 mess it all up. All right, my Mount Rush moment, my second one, is along the same vein. And for me, for me, getting Dave Castro back for the live open announcements was mm. huge. I love Dave and the open announcements. I just it's so much fun for me and as quirky as his pauses and his drama and his, you know, serial killer writing on the whiteboard, which I'm pretty sure he doesn't know what hand he actually is, like what his dominant hand is. <laughs> I love that. And to me, it's not the open until we have that. And we we didn't have that. What is it? 2019, 2020? Or was it? Or, yeah. 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 For two years, yeah. we, we didn't have that. And it really sucked, and so for it to come back was super fun. Now, the, the sad part is, is that I think it's going away again. I know. Um, on his call, Ooh. he says he'll be a part of it in some form or fashion, but um, we'll see. But I just, I love him. I, I love that. No, not Dave. What? You know, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Dave. I like Dave. Um, I love his open announcements. It just, uh, it feels like the open and that's what it was all the way back to 2011 and then when they start doing them live like i just love the show and the drama of, of all of it so so having those back was uh super fun let's see what do we have here come back to this at the end oh sure sorry didn't <laughs> maybe you're i should read own. them before <laughs> i'll show, i'll bring them on when when i so come back to this at the end um all right so that was my number two. Bill, what is your Mount Rush moment number three? I don't think we could talk about 2021 without bringing Ricky Garrard's comeback. In ah, yes. Um, yes, yes, and yes. I, and it, the reason I think it's important is the fact that we haven't had anybody that has been busted and then has come back. And, I mean, it was... I'm not going to say that that Dubai was the field that it has been in the past, but it was really good to see him compete. And like, look, I I am a purist when it comes to sport and competition. And if you are going to take a shortcut, then screw you. And you deserve to be slammed and smashed and penalized and all that kind of stuff. But if you do all that, and you make it past your time. I mean, this is, we talk about the youth of the sport, you know, being able to get popped, have a four year ban 
and I mean, lucky, I guess, in, in his court, the fact that it happened during the whole pandemic where two years just kind of vanished. But that um, that whole comeback of him being back in and him coming back, you know, talking about like, I'm ready. Get me back in there. I mean, your show with him, um, the the Lance Armstrong setup, basically, you know, with with you and him. I think was great. And then it was really great to watch him at Dubai. I mean, mm -hmm. I, it was to me, it's like, look, I, I don't, I don't like or dislike because of what he did. Uh, but now it's like, all right, here's, there's the line, line up and you've been tested and you're clean as of, at least as of right now. So mm -hmm. boom, you're in. Um, I think that that is pretty, I, I think that that is a, yeah. It won. It's the first time in our sport and is a massive mark in our sport. Something I think is going to be really cool. 100%. Ooh, do we really have Sev on? Sev on has joined have in the chat. Oh, my goodness. Master on our little <laughs> hey. bitty show. Oh, hey, Ben. What's up? What up, dude? That's awesome. Savon, Sam offering to run with Daniel Brandon. That is that is another vote for that one. That I mean, yeah. the, the way that went down, too, if you guys didn't know really the backstory of that, is they basically asked the, you know, Daniel Brandon was secluded by herself because of COVID protocols, so she really wasn't allowed to compete next to anybody. Yeah. And then they were doing the basically the 400 meter run, and the staff or the head judges asked if anybody wanted to run with Daniel Brandon, and he won, so she didn't have to run by herself. And the first person to raise her hand, almost before the words could get out of their mouth, was Sam Briggs. Like Sam Briggs is she's a real one, you know she's Dude. yeah she's super OG. She's just a total absolute badass, and you know she is she is a pillar of the sport and, and really what it means to just like be a competitor, but also like be a, like a, just a badass friend and, you know, comrade through the whole process. So like that was, that was big on Sam. That was huge. That's huge. That was huge. Uh, all right. My third one is going to be in the same vein as yours, as far as the Ricky Garrard. And, you know, the comeback was great. The more personal thing for me this year with Ricky was actually getting to interview Ricky and be the first and only interview with Ricky for the the CrossFit Games podcast and you know it was almost two hours long and it was his first real forward-facing opportunity to address what had happened over the course of four years like he really disappeared into the into the shadows well sort of except for like on social media yeah social media he started and we you know we talked about that like, <laughs> like hey you know the, your first thing back you probably shouldn't say the c word to matt fraser well, hey, on, the, in, on in his defense we had to confer with our other yeah. australian friends and be like hey is this okay to say yeah, that is this that's, okay? like, oh, that's like saying like good friend yes now that, oh, okay <laughs> it's it's also like saying the word fuck like the, you can use so, that in so many different wonderful ways and i'm pretty sure the way he right. was using the c word then was not in pal made or buddy like <laughs> but um all joking aside is like being given giving ricky an opportunity to come clean um giving him a platform to really talk about what had happened and he was very open and honest i know it was a, it was a tough interview as far as i mean listen to like to sit there and face the music publicly with knowing that it's going public, like different than a documentary series where they just kind of like snaked them and whatever. But 
what was really cool there, and obviously this is a personal moment for me, was getting an opportunity to show compassion, um, forgiveness, and give someone an opportunity to make amends, right? I'm not giving him a pass. I've yet to give him a pass on what he did, and I never will give him a pass, but I will give you a second chance. And what was really cool to come out of that was when we were previewing that that was going to happen, or when the CrossFit Games were posting pictures of Ricky and promoting him a little bit, especially when he got the invite to Dubai, in all the like hate and negativity in the comments from everybody going in. And then once we got to do the interview, coming out of it, I got so many direct messages on people who actually changed their point of view on Ricky to the stance of, I will give him a second chance. And being able to humanize Ricky a little bit in, in people's eyes, or at least give people a better platform to judge because people are going to do that. Like, people are people. Like, you can't change human nature, and everybody has their opinion on things, and everybody's entitled to their opinion, but giving Ricky a platform to really humanize him a little bit more, the amount of people that messaged me or I saw in the comments that were like, you know what, I am going to give him a second chance, and like that, that was really cool. That, that was yeah. really cool and, and, like, really personal for me is to, to just help a guy out and, and give him a platform, right? And, and the platform is, it's like, okay, you did what you did. You've paid your dues. Now do something with it. Like if you're truly sorry and then prove it. And I'm going to give you every opportunity to do so. And I think that the way you handled the interview was great because I think that that was important. It's important for our community to, to hear that. Um, my personal feel on that was it's not about him getting a second chance. It's like, okay, man, if, if you're saying that you are what you are and you still want to compete, you've, you paid your parking ticket. Now let's get back out there and see what happens. Like there doesn't need to be a, you know, whether the community decides to give him a second chance or not, or, you know, how dare anyone say anything good about this guy? I mean, it's like, look, get on. If, if you have something to say about right. him, get on the line with him. You right. know, I mean, it, like, granted, like you said, I, I hope CrossFit doesn't do, it's not that it's doing him a favor. It's doing our sport a favor by you're coming back out. You are the first person we're testing. Yes. And you're probably going to be tested pretty often, so just get ready. Just so, because of what it was. I heard he got tested twice at Dubai. Good. Dur like during and then one after. Twice. Perfect. Which Perfect. is freaking awesome. Yeah. Now, I, I hope mean, he passed. For him, <laughs> for him, I, I know. <laughs> for him, I hope it's like, dude, test me every day if you want. I mean, it, it, like that, that, to me is, that to me is more of the bravado now of, okay, granted, you got me before. I cheated. Done. Now yeah. I'm still going to come in and I'm still, I'm still somebody watch me mm -hmm. get on the line and do it. And the, the testing is a testing, but like the whole, you know, needing to have a second chance. And it's like, it's not about a second chance. He paid, he did what he was supposed to do, which was he paid his yeah. four years. Now it's like, at that point, it doesn't matter. Get on the line and we go. And hopefully everyone on the line is clean. So mm -hmm. that it's, it's a race. And then the, the results of that race will, will do whatever. But I thought that like your interview was great. Thanks man. 
uh, it was, I was, I mean, it's hard to understand Ricky half the time when he's talking. He <laughs> was speaking in like accent, you know? three letter responses on mic. Right. I'm so glad I wrote down 50 questions to ask you because <laughs> if it was just five, we, this would be the right. shortest interview of all time. But it was awesome. And that was the first time we've had anything big like that happen in our sport. So that was uh, that was huge. And it, I'm glad that you were part of that. That was Thanks, awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. What are some other people's coming up here? Let's see. Renata. Dude, these people have some good ones. Yeah. The community running with Scott Panchik at the CrossFit Games. That's a great one. I really like you get that Jacqueline's one. On there. You get yeah, Jacqueline's on there. Yeah, I was gonna put it on there because that's actually that's actually my fourth one. <laughs> so Jacqueline, if you're still listening, I I see yours, and you you actually guessed my last one that we're about to do. Um, what's Renata's other one? I'll throw this up there. Let's see. But the best oh, one was oh Annie, yeah, Annie snatching at the games and the face that she made when she was it 200 that she hit. Yeah, I mean. Like I said, is when the CrossFit Media redoes like their CrossFit Games highlight inter like package, you know, like every NFL, NBA, like they have this oh sports action of the times yeah. and like the historical figures like Gibson running around the bases, pumping his fists after hitting a home run, or Jeter and like all that other stuff. Like I could see Annie's that that face and like just like her first muscle up, we see that highlight all the time. All yeah. the time from the 2009 CrossFit Games, I think that one trumps that one. Just it's it's crazy. It, it, that was that the whole moment and behind it. I mean that that was a good one. That was a good one. I think it totally does, especially because of, um, I, I mean you know her first muscle up like that was cool and the, the community ram, ram you know all circling around yeah. her and helping her out and Chuck trying to you know help her get up there and <laughs> coach her through it and the whole deal yeah like all of that is really really cool because that like I see that as not about Annie I see that about as literally the budding of our sport like the blooming of the yeah. CrossFit yeah. games and what we are but this one was here's a lady that's been in the sport for a long time she just had a kid she, i mean which a lot of things for a lot of women you know a lot of them think that okay they're a mom and now they can't do anything but her face was now not the normal annie smile of hi guys mm -hmm. yeah it's me i'm waving to everybody that was more of a it, it was outside of herself that was an internal shock of oh shit i that actually went up and you don't right. normally see a high level athlete with that sort of an expression yeah. because that shocked her and that was that's what was so amazing about yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. And I think part of it too is like Annie's first muscle up, yeah, that was cool, but like there was no context or emotional like build up to that. Yeah. It's like you didn't have muscle ups. Was she nineteen? Yeah. So for well, wow, okay. That's crazy. Yeah. So she's trying to get her first muscle up. She's nineteen years old. She finally gets it. It's like, oh, it's cool. But the air all the lead up to her and that liftoff between her and Tia and everything yep. she had to go through as far as postpartum depression, that um, a big thing for a lot of women, not just women athletes, it, maybe more so women athletes, is like, am I ever going to be the same again? Totally, yeah. Am I ever going to be the same again? And if you were that, and, and it's different when you are one of the best in your sport in the history of the sport. Because your identity at the age of 19 has been a CrossFit Games athlete, one of the best to ever do it. She is on our Mount Rush moments or, or Rushmore 
for the women, right? We have Matt yeah. Fraser, Rich Froning, Tia Toomey, and Annie Thor's daughter. Yeah. And after her performance last year in 2021, because like, okay, should we replace one of them? <laughs> like, should we replace <laughs> Annie with somebody else? And the answer is unequivocally no. Yeah, no unequivocally way. Unequivocally no. No way. And to hit that, it was just, you're right. There was way more involved in that um, than just like getting your first muscle up. Yeah. All right, Bill, we have come to My- our last rush moment. My last one, and I think that, you know, there's been some very iconic, um, I, I don't want to say, and it's hard, like, I, I, I'm really bad. Like, all these people brought up some great individual moments. Uh, my moments are, like, much more broad-stroked. Um, just because of the year, there's so many individual things, and how do you whittle it down to four? But for our sport, there have been, I think, uh chapters you know we had the rich froning chapter we had the matt fraser chapter Mm. and we turned the page and went to the justin medeiros chapter oh um i don't think that he's gonna be a one and done kind of guy um okay the reason i the reason i say that is because i mean the fact that he won in the games Mm -hmm. was impressive the way he lifted like you know again like he's not the strongest lifter out there but when he was doing the snatch, it's like he did everything right. Every time he, it was like a damage control position for him. He rose to the level that he needed to, to not just do damage control, but to kind of like keep him in the mix where he did really well. He did really well. Mm-hmm. Um, his drive was impeccable throughout it. And, and, and it was impressive to watch him perform, but watching him at rogue. Yeah. With, you still have all the big names were at Rogue. And granted, it's not game season. Like, I get that. But he looked better out of season than he did in season at the games. And I just, I, like, I can't say enough about that guy. Like, <laughs> that, that to me is like, I mean, I'm looking at him like, well, okay, we're going to be stuck here again for a handful of years. Yeah, right? I, I mean, and he's and he's not an old guy either. I mean, he's another young. No, what is young, he, 23? 22, 22? I think, Oh, my gosh. So it's like, you know, how can you say that he's, he hasn't hit his prime yet, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. He has no. not hit his prime yet. No. And I, I don't, like, you listen to him talk in interviews, and, you know, it's funny, we had his mom on here that last time. Yeah, last that time was so cool. She jumped on here. Um, and one of the greatest things about him is I I don't think he realizes just how good he is yet. And that is dangerous. Mm. Like, it's not a confidence thing. I, he's not scared to go up against anybody. I mean, geez, he trains with Matt Fraser now. It's like, uh, okay, you have the best that we've ever had as your training partner on, a, on, a, on occasions in – so there's no one that you're ever going to be afraid to line up to. And he's just smiling the whole time. Yeah. And like, I, he is at the beginning of his career. He hasn't peaked out. No, so no. I, I think that we have turned the page and it happened in this year in impressive fashion. I totally agree. And it's, I, it's, I always feel silly. is like saying something so over the top. Yeah, you know this isn't like uh, clickbait media chatter, because you don't want to just say off the first win. He's like, "Is this the next Froding and Fraser?" But 
I mean, the kid looks so good. And like you said, his, his arrow is trending up exponentially in front yeah. of our eyes. Like he's at the base of his rise when he won the games. Like he was just yeah. getting good, which is crazy to think. Yeah. All right. My fourth one, and this falls in line with what Jacqueline was saying. Well, I'll put hers up first. <laughs> when you and Sean were crying during the like broadcast the babies. <laughs> after Pancheck retired, it made it better. I loved it. It showed the authenticity that you guys, uh, that your love for the sport. Yes. If you guys didn't watch the game's broadcast or heard it, I did cry. I wept. I didn't even cry. I wept. <laughs> oh, during the Scott Pancheck retirement. In fact, I'll put it this way, and this is my fourth one. It's the final event of the CrossFit Games in total uh, where it was so damn emotional, and Jacqueline was saying this too, is that it wasn't just Scott. Like, Scott kick-started the, the, the cry fest for me. You know, like he's, been, he's, just, he's been such an awesome person. He's been an amazing, incredible athlete. And to see, like, the family stuff, the dad-daughter stuff, like the dad-kid stuff, like that all gets me, you know, that's, I don't know. I'm already sappy to begin with, and now that I'm a dad, it doesn't help at all. Um, but yeah, like the Scott retirement, his final appearance in the competition floor, that totally, that caught me by surprise. I think the only time I've cried on the broadcast was with you prior to that. Yeah. Was, uh, it was during the adaptive division in Wadapalooza. Mm -hmm. What year was that? Was that our first year? No. Um, uh, 17? 16 or 17? 16 or 17. Yeah. I wasn't ready for that. That got me. But the Scott thing got me. Um, the Justin Medeiros thing got me because his lunging to his, parents. lunging to his parents and his parents surprised him at the finish line because that wasn't their seats. But, you know, God bless the CrossFit community. The two that were right there at the finish line in front of Justin Medeiros's lane gave their seats up for Justin's mom and dad so they could be there for their son's finish, lunge to the finish, and seeing his like seeing, seeing him hug his dad – and like his dad was just like had his hands up to the air and just saying thank you and like, man, that was emotional for me. And then the Annie Thoris daughter, like yeah. fighting her ass off to get back onto the podium, and nothing was set until that final event and what she went through all weekend and to see her emotion and to watch her evolve in the sport again since two thousand and nine. And being able to follow these athletes, it's been really fun. And I love your take on this. Someone asked me why I was so emotional this year. And I think it's because, you know, you have your Scott Panchaks who've been in the game for a decade. And Annie, who's been in it for 13 years now. She's competed in every decade of the CrossFit Games, which is crazy. <laughs> it's like Sean's, Sean Woodland's favorite stat. <clears throat> but... The reason why it was so emotional for me is that I've watched these guys grow up in front of our eyes through the sport of CrossFit. Yeah. Like Annie was night. She was a child. She was 19 years old when she first came to the CrossFit Games. We watched her get her first ring muscle up. 
you know, and then she goes on and wins the CrossFit Games twice, and then she meets Frederick, and they start a relationship, and we followed that, and then they got married, and then she got pregnant, and then she had a baby, and then she came back. Like, we watched an entire life cycle in front of our eyes, and the same thing for Scott Panchet. And a lot of these athletes who are retiring who have been in the sport for, you know, 7 to 10 years, which is 80% to 90% of the length of which this sport has been going on, and you and I have had first row and sometimes backstage passes to these people as human beings, not just CrossFit athletes. And to see that on display and watch the human element of the sport, because, you know, when, when we call the sport, like we're calling athletes on the floor, what they're doing and, and how they're doing it, not who they are as people. Because you can't do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but for that moment in the final, there was that element of just that human element of just life and people that uh, really got me. And that it was, again, it was the most emotional CrossFit Games I've ever witnessed um, or ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. And that final was just, whoa, it was awesome. Yeah. It was super awesome. Was it the greatest CrossFit Games of all time? Nah. Was it some of the best competition we've seen? Not really. But, man, it was one of the more or the most emotional one I've probably been a part of. So I, I'd agree with that. That was my fourth I'd one. I'd agree with that. That was my fourth one. That's a good one, man. That's yeah. a good one. So those are our four. You guys had some great ones in here. Okay, I'll go back to Tyler's. Oh, nope. That's his. Come back to this at the end. <laughs> Circling back. Tough question. Would anything from 2021 make it on our all-time Mount Rush moments. So we've been doing this episode or this series for two years now. Yet our Mount Rush moment episodes have spanned all the way back to where, I guess, 2000, since we started following the games. So 15 years of the CrossFit Games of memories, even though we weren't a part of those directly for all of them. Anything this year, if we had a top 10 of all time, that's a good question. Um, I think as an all time thing, I think, uh, Annie's yeah. would definitely be there because yeah. of the fact three decades of competition, and, <laughs> right. um, you know, watching, I mean, just, just how, I mean, you lined it out. I mean, amazingly is watching her entire lifetime. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing we haven't seen with Annie in the CrossFit sphere is when she was like preteen <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> right like other yeah. than that from 19 on we've watched her go through all those things and the fact that um you know again like i a lot of athletes i think there's a little bit of show that they put on for their fans in the mm. crowd or whatever the their social media their um you know that that character that they're putting out there but that lift when she hit that lift surprised her that was annie thor's daughter from inside showing so i think if you talk about a moment like that and again just because of who it is because Mm -hmm. it's annie because we've seen the first muscle up because we've seen her you know on on top of the podium because we've seen and heard 
about, you know, what it's like to have a kid and wondering if you're going to come back and having postpartum depression and still being able to compete mm -hmm. and get back on the, we've seen a lot. I mean, or her injuries over the years, uh, the back injury the back, stuff. I mean, like the you, heat stroke from lot, Murph, a lot of athletes have had everything handed to them, whether they were good or not. Like they just seem to be like kind of a, a Midas touch. Everything they touched was, it was gold, but it's rare when you see because an athlete wins everything doesn't mean that they have a lot of heart and they have a lot of grit. Mm. It just means that they're just really good. When you see them lined up against like adversity of life, adversity of injuries, adversity of all of these other things and still be able to drive through it, then you're like, yeah, oh, you're pretty badass. Like that's that right there. I mean, is a badass. That's a great point. Cause Okay, look at the greatest of all time that we've had in the sport. Rich Froning, one second place, four first place finishes. Matt Fraser, two second place, five first place finishes. Tia Toomey, same thing. Two second place, five place. That's they've never been less than second. Right. And they've won four, five, and five. And and it's 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 hard to relate to that. And I think that's the thing. Yeah. Right. Like when when Rich stepped away, you're like, oh, that sucks. And then when Matt stepped away, you're like, oh shit, I didn't think he was gonna do that. And then when Tia steps away, we've been waiting for it. Yeah. But Annie, you know, like we said, she came in and she was the the real catalyst for, I mean, her and Miko, and that was the same year, right? Two thousand nine, Miko yep. Salo, they were the catalysts to the European dominance that is the CrossFit Games right now, especially on the women's side. Right? There is no Katrin Davis' daughter without Annie Thor's daughter. There is no Sarah Sigmund's daughter without Annie Thor's daughter. There just isn't. It, they don't exist. I mean, yeah. maybe they do. Nah. And to watch how she grew up and win, dominate, get hurt, How many times struggle. do you think she was going to quit? Like, like, be, like, be out of, like, be out of the games. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, how many times so have we like, hey, had an injury? Great, you know, she had a great run. Yeah. She had a great run. Right. And, you yeah. Know, good job, Annie. And then if you hang it up now. Next year, you're like, wait, really? Uh, you know, you're, you, it's not, it's not a bad thing to hang it up. Like you're okay. And then all of a sudden mm -hmm. she comes in and kicks everyone's ass. And you're like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I guess you're back again. And right. then she's, and then she's mainstay. And then something happens, and boom, she's out again. Mm -hmm. And then she comes back in, and it's like, ah, you know, you know, I maybe you're just enjoying doing whatever. Boom, and she smashes everyone again. You're like, and there she is again, another mainstay. Right. <laughs> it's like, I, I guess you're just in the whole time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe that is the emotional element that we can – well, and she's so passionate, right? Like, you, you know how Annie feels at all times. Yeah. Super smiley. She's always been that way. If she's serious, she's serious. And if she's not, she's goofy and like but we get that, right? We we get that from her. And we've we've got to ride this ride along with her. And I think the ebbs and flows and the adversity does humanize the athlete a bit more. So you have more of a, a personal draw to that athlete. I'm yeah. I'm with you. I think uh of all the ones here, that is that's the front runner to be in top 10 all-time Mount Rush moments, and I would, I would argue maybe top five. I can't even think of what the other four would be, but 
just that moment with everything behind it, like we just spent some time right. talking about, I agree. That's a that's a great pick. Yeah, we that's a great will, pick. I think I think that's something that we have to do is is maybe compile a something of all time. Mm. And, and I think it would be kind of a, a living document because there will be some things that kind of bump them off or yeah. change them up a little bit. But yeah, you're right. I don't. I have no idea. Like offhand, I, I can't. Uh, think I mean, of a maybe, think of a crate like a man. I don't know because there's so much in that. Like it's like oh, it's one face during a lift. You're like no, it's twelve years leading up to that moment. Yeah. What about uh, what about Matt and Tia coming across the line at the last event? Yeah. Both <clears throat> winning, both winning the event, both taking first place. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Hand in hand, especially we, when you know the context. Like that. No, yeah. never seen anything like that. Uh, what's another one? I mean, Carrie Pierce in Atlanta. It just says a performance. That was one of the gutsiest ones I've ever seen. I don't know. That's don't a great know. question. That, that would take some time. Yeah, some I can't time. think of that off the top of my head, and I wouldn't want to bore you guys too much with that idea. <laughs> That's a good one. But I, I think like we're that. We have to put that together. Though. Yeah, I mean, we'll I have to we put, put together. together. Ooh. Man, should we make it like really legit? Like keep it top four, not even top ten. Ooh, I mean, that's that's the that's the deal with our Mount Rush moments. We only get four. Yeah, only get four. Sure. Hmm. I'm trying to think of when the appropriate time to do that will be. That's a good question. Well done. Well done. I liked yeah. yours. That was good. That's good. Well, doing. before we uh, you know, this was a good year. This was a good year. I was gonna say before we close things out. You know, just uh, overall, this year in general, from the CrossFit perspective, it was, uh, I felt like it was a a rekindling year. Dude, it was a thank God we're making our way back. Yeah. Thank God. And in, it, in all aspects yeah. of whatever. Like, I mean, the last couple of years have been just a shit show in all directions. And, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, we've, we, especially us have grown up with CrossFit and, and, and it's been part of our life for such a long time. And it's been such a meaningful part for so many people's lives that, and it got stuck mm -hmm. and we needed the wheels to get back on the road and do what it does. So people can feel good and be happy and get healthy and have their community and have their group and have their, their tribe and have their, their sport and have their thing that they want to talk about and bug people about all the time. And, that's what 2021 was. It was like, thank God we're back. Ugh. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Cause like ugh, 2019 fiasco of everything getting changed. <clears throat> 2020 fiasco of so many different things. <laughs> and yeah, to have some semblance of normalcy, some at, at least the compass pointing North. Yeah to have a direction, to have some solid foundation instead of not knowing what's going on or what's to come, I think has been uh, very special and great because of all the things, I mean, if anything I've ever complained about in 2021 is compared to what we had in 19 and 20, I think was uh, dumb. Like what, <laughs> what am I complaining about? <laughs> Too many GHD sit-ups? Too many GHD sit-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a legitimate gripe, but 
compared to what we've been dealing with, like you said, Bill, for two years and what this year meant as a whole to hopefully be another stepping stone or launching pad of 2022, man, thank goodness for how 2021 shook out. Yeah, totally. I think, uh, and, and in, in the time frame in which they did that, think about that. Like, we didn't have a rule book until like a week before the game season started this year. We didn't know what the structure was going to be. They're like, yeah, we got quarterfinals. Like, oh, shit, that's good to know. The Open starting <laughs> next week. And things like that, right? It's like, okay, we're going continental with our, our semifinals, and this is the new semifinal structure. The old regionals is now the semifinals, the quarterfinals, and the CrossFit games, and things are going to be live again, but only half of them, and we do a virtual, and like, that was all so last minute, like Noble taking over the title sponsor of the CrossFit Games. So last minute. The CrossFit Games getting put on was so last minute. Like how much work they did in a matter of months is a miracle. I don't yeah. think you guys understand. It was a miracle that the games even happened because of all the limitations that they had and the time frame they had to work with. Because normally, I mean, We've been told this. As soon as the games are over, they are planning for the next games, the next week. And that goes for media, that goes for HQ, that goes for, you know, Dave and programming. Like, they start the next year. They had, like, three months to set the game stuff up from a media perspective. It was wild. Yeah. And they pulled it off. And the off-seasons events were great. Rogue was unbelievable. Dubai was back. It was good to have those things back. There was all those events uh, over across the pond in Europe. I mean, those things are getting bigger once again. And I think uh, my only hope is that we can expand more coverage to these off-season events other than just like Rogue Dubai and Wadapalooza. Yeah, I agree. Because, um, I mean, I remember that there was, I think there's some strength and depth things, some Butcher's Classic things that were out there, I know uh, the desert sand thing that Mayhem was trying to put on didn't happen, but the more exposure we can bring worldwide to all these off-season things, I think it would be even cooler. And oh, hopefully yeah. we can do that in 2022. Totally. And, yeah, what a year, man. What a year. Happy New Year, Bill. Happy New Year, dude. Happy New Year. Uh, yeah, that was good. Rush moment number five. Being able to sit here and do this with you, man. Oh, look at you Bonus. getting all sappy again. Bonus. I'm not going to cry, but Lies. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if the live feed just cuts out, you know what happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but as always, you know, things that we're thankful for for the year, definitely thankful for you, sir. 100%. 100%. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Brought me along on the ride, my friend. Hey, we're on this ride. We're driving this ship together. And thankful, thankful for you guys out there. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for being involved so much. Thank you for the support. It really can't express enough how much it means to me. And I feel like the more I thank you guys, it's like, oh, here we goes again. It's like, I can't say it enough. Because, yeah. I mean, we'd be doing this anyways, but to have you all support in the way that we do it has just been, it, it means the world. So, I want to thank you guys for going along this journey with us. And we're just, hey, like Justin Medeiros, we're just getting started, baby. Mm, just getting started. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> and we'll see you all in 2022. Bye, guys.